0: I once had the chance to get down and dirty with a buddy of mine. He owns his own plumbing company. We went under the house and he told me stories about rats and roaches that just made my skin crawl. He said, the one great thing about being a plumber is this, when you show up, people are always happy to see you. Well, his industry has been deemed essential and I would say yes and amen to that. But in a larger sense, all of our work is essential because when we do what we do, we're partnering with God to make the world a better place. Doctors are making the world a healthier place. Police are making the world a more secure place. Landscapers are making the world a more beautiful place. And as the county works hard to get us all back at work, know today your work matters to God. And God is at work. He's with you, and he's for you, and we will bounce back. Welcome to Living Courageously.
1: the miracle that I just can't get over my name is registered in heaven I believe in signs and wonder I have resurrection power still the miracle that I just can't get over my name is registered in heaven my praise To you forever. This is my testimony from death to life. Cause grace rewrote my story. I'll testify. By Jesus Christ the righteous, I'm justified. sons and daughters, with blood and washed in water, sing the praises of the Spirit, Son and Father, our God, we'll finish what He started, our God, we'll finish what He started. I My story, I'll testify by Jesus Christ. The Thank you.
0: This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I am so thankful for the grace of God and the favor of God, the goodness of God. We wanna pray right now that God would make you a target of his favor in every way, in your family, in your health, and in your finances. The Bible says to pray for the peace and prosperity of the city. We know how the economy has just been wrecked because of this pandemic, but we're believing that God will give us the grace to bounce back. And I have with us people who are business owners that are part of our church family, We have Brian and Kathy and they're owners of Vitality Bowls and they're here representing the food service industry. And then I have Christopher and his wife, uh, Brittany, and Christopher's the founder of Evolute and they'll be representing the, the tech industries. And we wanna believe with you and for you that God will give us strength, resilience, that we may be down, but we're on our way back. Pastor Shelley, would you lead us in prayer?
2: Yes. We pray for you right now that Jesus will touch you where you are. We pray that your family would have hope right now, that in the midst of this economy and how bad things have been going, that God will reach into your situation and circumstance and provide for you and give you the hope that you need. We ask in Jesus' name that for every person watching that may have a business, for every business owner, we pray that you would have resilience through this time. We pray that you would have ideas, that God would give you wisdom, that you would know that there is hope, that if you feel like you have been set back through this that God is gonna give you a comeback and that things will be better than it was before. That God will shift and God will rearrange and God will give you favor and God will give you strength. God will give you connections. He will give you everything that you need to become even more successful than you were before. We pray together today for you that you will know that God is watching over you He's providing for you. He's protecting you. He will provide everything that you need. He will give you a financial boost. He will give you everything that you need to get through this pandemic. You are not alone. And so we just thank God right now for what he's doing. We thank God that in the midst of everything, he is showing himself strong to you and your family and that you would arise with a strength like you have never had before, that you will not be afraid for the future, but you will know that God has given you a preferable future and a great hope. We ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, our team
3: here at the church is praying for you. And if you have a specific prayer request that you would like prayer for, reach out to us on social media or give us a call. We would love to hear from you. Remember that even though we are social distancing, you are not alone. We are here to stand with you and we are better when we're together. Well, right now I'm gonna go ahead and throw it over to our very own Pastor Cedric.
4: hear me when i call you are my morning song though darkness fills the night it cannot hide the light
5: When in doubt, turn the lights out and sleep on it. One of the best ways to stay injury and illness-free is, well, to get more sleep, especially these days when we're worrying more at home and we're struggling with fear over our homes. Then worry starts to wear us out, fatigue starts to happen faster than we can keep up with, and all this stress is going to get us sick. So consider Jesus teaching on stress management. In Matthew 11, 28, where he says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy burden, and I will give you rest. Here's what my contemporary ears hear. You can't eat well enough to deal with all the stress, but keep doing it. You can't exercise enough to release all the stress, but keep working on it. You can, however, turn the lights out on stress, turn the lights on to Jesus, and sleep to put it all into God's hands. So do your best to get more of it. This is Cathedral Strong on The Minute.
0: Raiders. My mom grew up in Oakland and my grandpa pastored in Oakland. And so maybe that's why I've always had a lean toward the East Bay teams. I have a license plate that says it's a Raiders thing you wouldn't understand. And so what an honor it is to have with us today, someone who is known as Mr. Raider. He won the Heisman Trophy in college, Played for the team for 16 years. He's now a member of the Hall of Fame. Most importantly, he's a fully devoted follower of Jesus, one of the nicest guys that I have ever met. Joining us is Tim Brown. Tim, thanks so much for being here. Uh my pleasure, Pastor. Uh, now, Tim, first of all, what was it like watching the very first draft for the Las Vegas Raiders?
6: Yeah, that that was that was certainly a little interesting no doubt about it you know I, I kept hearing people say Las Vegas and I couldn't figure out who they was talking about you know but uh, <laughs> it's a little strange right now but I, I'm sure in time it'll it'll roll off of our tongues but it's gonna take a minute especially for us old heads who go back to the LA days you know so it's gonna be really tough. And there's just always
0: mountains and valleys in life can you tell us about a, a mountaintop experience you've had?
6: Well, you know, I think for me, you know, uh, getting married, having kids, you know, all those kind of things are are certainly mountaintop moments. Uh, But I think for me, um, after growing up the way I grew up in church, um, you know, I sort of got away from what I had learned, you know, my early 20s, uh, late teens, early 20s, even to mid 20s. And I, I think it was important for me to um, to get back right. And to be, you know, my church, you know, we believe, you know, in yeah, backsliding and all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I wanted to make sure I was right Pastor. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't be in and out. I couldn't be in and out. Right. You know, so, uh, you know, I, I had to get right. And, you know, June 26, 1996 at about three 30 in the morning, you know, mm-hmm. I rolled out of bed and got on my knees and asked God to save me. And say be real good.
0: Tim, Psalm 23 says, "Goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our life." How have you seen the goodness of God uh, chase you down?
6: Well, I tell you, man. You know, it, it's uh, it's a it's a beautiful thing. You know, when you realize that um, you know all these things that you think uh, have been happening in your life that you're doing, that you realize it has been God orchestrating your life all this time. You know. Um, you know, from a time that I was 14, a freshman in high school, and having my uh, English teacher to, to take me out of her class and say, you don't belong in my class. You need to be in AP honors class, English class. A matter of fact, I told my counselor, put them in all AP honors classes. Hmm. Well, if not for that, four years later, I wouldn't have been eligible for a scholarship for the University of Notre Dame. Because at that time, Notre Dame athletes, football players, everybody had to have four years of of uh, AP classes, you know, and I, I think about, you know, my parents, you know, and my big brother telling me that Notre Dame is the place for me to go. And where I, I didn't want to go to Notre Dame. It was too far away, it was too cold. <laughs> because I did, you know, look at what happened, you know, look decisions. And, and, and years later, when I look back on that, I realized that God had just been chasing me the whole time and, and really setting me up uh, for what he really wanted me to do.
0: Thank you, Tim. Stay safe, stay strong, and go Raiders. Each week we've been giving you an update of the massive need in our area of those who are food insecure and how reaching out and our partners have been stepping up to meet that need. And it has been so wonderful to see people from different faith communities and business communities coming over and lending a helping hand. Take a look at what's been happening. (laughs)
3: what an impact to those who are most in need and most impacted by the virus. I'm like, I don't know who's getting more out of it, you know? The people that I'm giving back to or myself um, just getting to be
7: part of it. It's great to team up with Cathedral of Faith. It's what followers of Christ do. We see a need and then we try to meet it. This is not a handout, it's a hand up. And so we're thrilled to be able to do that and come on and let us serve you.
3: Well, we wanna give a huge thank you to all of those who have given their time and resources to Reaching Out. And if during this time you find yourself in need or you would like to volunteer or you'd like to donate or maybe you even have a business that would like to help out, you can find more information at reachingout.us. Every little bit makes a difference. Well, right now I'm gonna go ahead and throw it back to our worship team bringing you the song, Goodness of God.
8: I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails.
9: Surely goodness and mercy are running after us. What a powerful truth. Thank you, Pastor Vaughn and the worship team. But maybe you're like me. Sometimes you feel like you look behind you and they're dragging their feet. Like kids in the backseat of a car saying, are we there yet? We can, like David, when he was in social isolation in a cave, call out, how long, O oh Lord? How long till we get through this season? How long until I get that job? How long until the healing comes? How long until we can meet together as a church family? There must be an amazing understanding that God's timing is a little different than ours. We count time in minutes and days and weeks where God counts time in seasons. And in this season, he's shaking some things that can be shaken so that what's unshakable will remain in our lives, in our church, and in our community. But while we're waiting in this season, there's a powerful truth that we read in 2 Peter. It says, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness. But God is patient toward you. Even though it might seem like it's taking longer than you would like, God is at work in us. I hear some people say, I can't wait till we get back to normal. But I have a sense that there's a new normal God has for you and for me and for church and for life. New wineskins, new days, great days ahead. And here's what we do in this moment. As we're anticipating the moment we can all gather together again, here's what James writes. In James 1.12, it says, Blessed are those who remain faithful in times of delay. I want to encourage in this moment of giving to remain faithful. You can see at the bottom of the screen the number to text give to. We are so grateful for many of you who've stepped up in this season. Cathedral still has bills to be paid and salaries to be paid and ministries to be released and missionaries to take care of. So thank you for your ministry and your service and your faithfulness in this time. That's what the Scripture tells us, to be faithful in times of delay. And God is at work in amazing ways. Thank you for those who've already stepped up and been so faithful and so generous in your giving. You can also see that in addition to texting to give, you can go to our church app. You can go to our website. You can mail your checks and gifts to the church office or drop them by. Again, one of the most humbling things for us as pastors and leaders, is the generosity with which some of you have moved in this season, and we're just so grateful for you and so grateful for what God's go- doing. And as we give in this moment, we give anticipating the day we can all gather. Speaking of gathering together, one word. Pastor Ken and I are both part of a task force that are working with local government officials with protocols so that we can come back soon and come back safely. Let's Take this moment to go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you that your timing is perfect. Lord, I just pray release, healing, strength, and favor as we anticipate your work in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I want to thank you for sending your prayer request to us. Again, a reminder at the bottom of the screen, you'll see prayercathedraloffaith.org. Not only your prayer requests, but if you could send us your answers to prayer as well. We've had a cathedral family member who was really sick, and God healed them. We had a conf- cathedral family member who's a business owner, whose business was down 95%, and God brought a financial miracle. We had a cathedral family member who lost their job, and then God provided an amazing job, and that great employer blessed them so much that they really blessed us. So keep your prayer request. And your prayer answers coming. Surely goodness and mercy are following after you.
0: I heard about this one frog who wanted to find out about his future, so he went to a fortune teller. I never think that's a good idea, but frogs have a mind of their own. You can't tell them anything. And so he went, and she looked at his little webbed palm, and she said, I see good news and bad news about your future. The good news is you're going to meet a beautiful woman who's going to want to know everything about you. The bad news is you're going to meet her in biology class. Don't you hate when that happens? Uncertainty about our future. It creates so much anxiety for us, and we live in uncertain times. Well, this pandemic has created so much uncertainty about what's going to happen in 2020. When will the kids go back to school, and what will that look like? When the economy reopens, will I even have a job? Will we develop herd immunity or is there a vaccine that's on its way or when will we have a treatment? So many questions, so much uncertainty. And it's this uncertainty that creates a culture of anxiety. In the last great recession, A Harvard psychologist by the name of Daniel Goleman talked about the impact of uncertainty upon our stress. He said, it's not a matter of insufficient funds. It's a matter of insufficient certainty. When we don't know enough about our future, well, it terrorizes our souls. What do we do when we, live at a time where there is so much uncertainty. Well, we turn to the shepherd. We don't know what the future holds, but we do know the one who holds the future. And in the words of the 23rd Psalm, he gives us a picture of what our future looks like. He doesn't tell us everything, but he gives us enough to strengthen our spirit. Psalm 23 reads this way. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And you know, when you take hold of these words, or better yet, when they take hold of you, At the end of World War II, we liberated orphans that had been in these prison camps. And we took very good care of them. But there was something that we noticed, that the orphans still had a lot of anxiety and stress and had trouble sleeping, even though they had plenty of everything. And so psychologists came up with an idea. They gave them a piece of bread to hold on to while they slept. Now, if they got hungry, they could get up and eat as much as they wanted, but they weren't to eat this piece of bread. Instead, this gave them the assurance that when they woke up tomorrow, they would have what they needed. And the words of the Psalms give us the assurance. When we wake up, Tomorrow, whatever it holds, we will have what we need. Let's take hold of them for the next few moments. You know, first of all, realize that there is a victory dinner in your future. There's a victory dinner in your future. The Bible says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of of my enemies, in the presence of my enemies. Here the images change. Before it was shepherds and sheep and fields. Now it's a host and it's a guest and it's a banquet. It's a banquet. There's a dinner. It's a dinner for the winner. You remember when we were watching basketball and the Warriors were winning all those championships? I remember one day, Western Conference Series, when they beat the Houston Rockets in seven games. What a great moment that was. Well, imagine if after that game there was a dinner and the Rockets were all on one side and the Warriors were on the other side, and the Rockets were forced to sit there and watch the Warriors eat. That's all they could do. Harden had to watch Curry eat because Curry had eaten his lunch. They were the winners. And this is the picture of us in the future. That we are at the table with our enemies and we are victorious. That we are at the dinner for the winner. You know, if all this sheltering in place has made you want to go out and get a tattoo once things open up, don't get a tattoo that says, born to lose. Instead, get a tattoo that says born to win because this is your destiny as a follower of Jesus. It really is. Jesus once said this to those who put their faith and trust in him. He said, I've given you authority to overcome all the power. How much is all? All the power of the enemy. So whatever enemy shows up, in your future if the devil shows up in your future or debt shows up in your future or discouragement shows up in your future or disappointment shows up in your future or depression shows up in your future god has given you grace and power to overcome the enemy that you're at the dinner for the winner and the winner is you The Bible says, we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. I hope you'll own that. Own that for you. It's not just true for somebody else. It really is true for you. I was talking with someone this week and they are a patient who's dual diagnosis. They have mental health challenges as well as substance issues. And yet they have been clean and sober for the past six months. Glory to God. Even during the pandemic, they've been finding victory in what God has done for them. If you're battling right now, God can do for you. If you link into the power of Jesus and you surround yourself through virtual support one day at a time, you can overcome. Our friend Joel Osteen, he said, God wants you to live an overcoming life of victory. And all I can say is yes and amen to that. Can you see victory in your future? The next thing to think about is this. We know that we will have more than enough in our future, more than enough. The Bible says in Psalm 23, you anoint my head with oil and my cup, it overflows. Again, we go back to this banquet image and there's this image of a host who is filling up cups. And well, a member of our tech team gave me this jar and I'm gonna go ahead and fill up this cup. And as I do, well, the host fills it up not halfway, not three-quarters way, not all the way to the brim. Instead, that cup is overflowing. Would you look at that? I want you to look at it because that is the picture of Psalm 23. Will we have enough in our future? No, we won't. We'll have more than enough. Because that is the God that we serve. We serve a God who's more than enough. I mean, God doesn't just give us the fatted calf. Instead, God gives us the fatted calf. God doesn't just give us peace. Instead, God gives us peace that passes all understanding. God doesn't just give us joy. God gives us joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. God is a more than enough God. And whatever we run into in the future, we'll have enough. We'll have more than enough. That'll help you sleep at night. But what if we go through that cup? Because we know how life can be. We can all go through that cup. Even if we do, there's more where that came from. There really is. And he can continue to pour Grace and strength and joy and provision. Whatever we need, there's more where that came from because God is a more than enough God. This is so important to remember what our cup looks like because if you develop a scarcity mentality when the pandemic first broke out, People were going and they were buying up everything at the store. And I I could definitely understand that. I mean, to buy up everything at the store, you don't know what you need. You don't know how long this is going to last. But our buying turned into hoarding. And even when it came to toilet paper, stores had to ration how much toilet paper you could buy. I mean, how much toilet paper does a person need? even if you eat oatmeal every day, how much this toilet paper does a person need? And yet we were hoarding it. I saw one image that read this way. Okay, now I'm prepared for the apocalypse. Toilet paper is everywhere. See, scarcity mindset, it leads to hoarding. But an overflow mindset, it leads to generosity. We know that the God we serve is more than enough. That He owns the toilet paper on a thousand hills. And whatever we need, we'll have enough, not just for ourselves, but we'll be able to share with others and bless others and serve others, even during a pandemic. But Pastor Ken, what if I run out? What if I empty my cup in serving others. Well, the Bible says that you cannot outgive God. Jesus himself said, give and it shall be given to you. Press down, shaken together and running over. Have an overflow mindset. I will have enough in my future because the God I serve is more than enough. Well, that'll help you sleep better at night when you know that victory is in your future, that you'll have enough in your future, and that you're gonna be chased down in your future. The Bible says in Psalm 23, verse six, it reads, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. I love this passage because it was brought home to me once when I took my kids skiing and my wife and I, we went up to the mountains and we got a cabin and I went up to the office and as I was checking us in, the man from the office came out and he brought his dog with him and I like dogs, so I reached down and petted the dog and, and then it took a strange turn, this encounter with the dog. The dog grabbed the bottom of my jeans. He didn't bite me. He just wouldn't let go of my jeans. Now, I thought the guy was going to call him off, but he didn't. And so imagine this. Here are the three of us walking back to the office, the man, myself, and this dog that is nipping at my heels. And yet that is the picture. His goodness and mercy will follow me. They'll do more than that. It's a strong word. They'll chase after me. They'll nip at my heels. I don't have to chase after them. Let that get in your spirit. When you chase after the shepherd, his goodness and his mercy will chase after you. The Bible says the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. It really does. Can you see his goodness nipping at your heels? Even when bad things happen, and they will, bad things do happen. The Bible says that God can take everything that happens in our lives and cause it to work for our good and for his glory. St. Augustine put it this way. He said, since God is the highest good we would not allow, he would not allow any evil to exist in his works unless his omnipotence and goodness were such as to bring good even out of evil. Amen. Goodness is gonna chase after me. Take that bad and bring something good out of it. And mercy will chase after me too. Because when I'm chasing after the shepherd, Sometimes I fall down. I really do. And when you fall down, some people kick you when you're down, but that's not our shepherd. Instead, he reaches up and he picks you up when you're down. And he helps you to get back on your feet again. Though with him, a a setback is just a setup for a comeback, and you will bounce back. You matter to God. Don't give up on yourself, please, because God hasn't given up on you or your future or your dream. God is so committed to seeing his dream for your life come to pass. The Bible says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. You chase after the shepherd and goodness and mercy are going to follow after you. All the days of your life, that'll help you sleep better. And then finally know this, that we have an eternal home in our future, an eternal home. One of the, thing that, one of the things that the pandemic has made us more in touch with is our own mortality, We're not exactly sure what the percentages are of the people that get the virus that end up passing away because we're working very hard, praying very hard, believing very hard, everyone is, that that doesn't happen. Some think it's 1%, some think it's less than 1%. But I can give you a statistic that is much more certain than that, that 100% of us, we're gonna die of something. Even when we're sheltering in place at home, home has its risk. You know, 65,000 people a year in our country die of poisoning at home. 36,000 die from a fall at home. 3,700 die of drowning at home. We do our best to reduce risk in this life, but eventually we are mortal. And yet, Psalm 23 says that the end of this life is not the end of this life. We will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Imagine that. That God's house is your home. And when you step through the doorway of death, you find yourself in God's house. There's a room that has your name on it. And there's a chair that has your name on it. There's a remote. I'm not sure about that. But a remote that has your name on it. This is the place where you belong. God's house is your home. What a house this is. In this house, there's no more sickness, no more disease, no more suffering, no more death. In this house, Jesus is there. And we'll be able to work with him and work Worship him and walk with him and enjoy his presence forever. This house is where we are meant to be. God's house is our home. Jesus made this promise in John 14. He said, don't let your heart be troubled. In my father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. For if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again again and receive you to myself. If you put your faith and trust in Jesus, this is his promise to you. He came back from the dead to prove that he was telling the truth and he makes this promise. At the end of this life, it's not the end of this life. You step into God's house and God's house is your home and Jesus is there to welcome you welcome home years ago there was a short story that was written and then published in readers digest it was about a man who had been sentenced to a four-year stint in prison and he had told his wife not to write him not to see him Instead, he wanted her to go on with her life and, and move on from him. Well, he didn't see her or hear from her all those years. But he's, as he's about to get out, he decides to write her a letter and he does. And this is what he writes. He says, if by some miracle you haven't moved on and you would still like me back, there's an old oak tree out in front of town, put a yellow ribbon there and I'll know that I'm welcome." And as the bus he's on is approaching that town, he doesn't see one yellow ribbon. He sees an entire tree full of yellow ribbons. Can you see it? Our last day here is our first day there. The yellow ribbons are out and Jesus says, Welcome home. If you'd like to surrender your life to the shepherd today, I invite you to say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I receive you as my savior. I put you in charge of my life. Thank you for loving me like you do and making me a part of your family. Thank you for giving me purpose now and eternal life forever. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, welcome to the family of God. I would encourage you to start praying. Pray the the 23rd Psalm every day. Use it as your prayer book. And then start to read the Bible. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John contain the stories of Jesus. Get to know Jesus in those stories. And then once the sheltering in place is over... You know, connect with a local church. There are great churches around the Bay Area. I encourage you to get connected to one of them. Today's not the end of the journey. It's a lifelong journey with your good shepherd. Every day you can wake up knowing that goodness and mercy is chasing after you. Well, right now we're gonna go to Napa and hear from another member of the cathedral family. He's a Grammy award-winning writer and song and um, producer. He was a founder of the band Ambrosia. And years ago, we had a chance to team up and I preached a sermon and he wrote a song called Fearless to go with the sermon. And we both thought, wouldn't it be great to well have that song played right now? And so he recreated the song and he's put something very special together just for you. I hope you enjoy it. I hope it lifts up your spirit to be strong and courageous. Here is David Pack singing Fearless. If
10: there's a river I can cross. To heal the pain and loss. Will you show me, Lord? There's a road that I can take, better choices I can make. Will you show me, Lord? I want to live fearless, fearless, fearlessly. I want to live.
3: Thanks so much for joining with us today. If you would like to see the full interview with Tim Brown, you can find it on our website. We hope to see you next week as we continue talking about how to keep your song during testing times. Well, next week we'll have special music from Grammy award-winning singer, Jamie Jones from All For One. And for today's benediction, please welcome our dear friend, pastor, and author, Steve Clifford.
7: Hi, my name is Steve Clifford. I'm one of the pastors at Westgate Church. Special thanks to Ken and the family of folks at Cathedral of Faith for inviting me to do this benediction. We are honored to team up with you as we serve the city. And here's a benediction that I have for you. May God bless you with discomfort at easy answers, half-truths and superficial relationships so that you may live deeply within your heart. May God bless you with anger at injustice, oppression, and the exploitation of people so that you may work for justice, freedom, and peace. May God bless you with tears to shed for those who suffer pain, rejection, hunger, and war so that you may reach out your hand to comfort them and turn their pain to joy. And may God bless enough of us with foolishness to believe that we can make a difference in this world so that we can do what others claim cannot be done to bring love and kindness to the children and to the poor of the world. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.
11: Yo, Cathedral family, oh, it's the rap. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We just came out of another amazing service. Yes. My name is Vaughn, so Irene, Aurora, and Ramel, yep. and we are the rap crew. We're going to talk about what God is saying and doing in our community yeah. and the coming out of this great service. And it, before we get started, as we are talking, if you would just remo- remember something that was amazing and stuck out to you, right. man, put it in that chat, because you never know what that one word that you heard might spark something else in somebody absolutely. else's life so share that wisdom that God gave you
12: yeah
13: to absolutely share. the thing i love when pastor ken said chase after the shepherd and goodness and mercy will chase after you and it reminded me of that scripture that said seek ye first the kingdom of god and all these things shall be added unto you and i thought about this when life gets chaotic and you're trying to balance everything what am i supposed to do am i in the will of god or what he makes it so simple. Yeah. It's one thing, chase right. after the shepherd. I can do one thing mm-hmm. and I love that God's word is so deep that theologians can swim in it, but yet a little kid can get it right. Yeah. And so I, I wanna be that little kid that
14: gets it right.
5: Yeah, theologians can swim in it. This guy's gonna surf in it.
14: <laughs> <laughs> well, whoa, whoa, whoa. well, for me, it's a reminder of uh, that God's plan for our future is being fulfilled mm. even during this pandemic. Amen. Nothing can stop what God has declared for your future. Right. It cannot be destroyed. It cannot be canceled because his word doesn't come back to him void. Right. It will be completed and it will be accomplished.
5: That's right. You know, it's a promise. Yes. That it, it, I mean, it's a promise. And that brings us back to that first point. You just can't help but be built up uh, by this this morning. And he, he, he prepares a, t- a table. You know, a dinner for winners. It takes us from feeling like victims in this crisis and it makes us be victors over this crisis. That's something, man, you and me, Vaughn, yeah. building up on that.
11: That's powerful, man, like to, to take that place of a victor versus yeah. a victim. It's That's so right. easy to take the victim mentality. It's like, It's like sugar. That's right. It feels good to be a victim. That's you know, right. you're owed something out of that. But then to take on the personality and the persona of a victor, that's a that's a powerful realization.
5: And you know, Vaughn, you've also talked a lot about, you know, this perspective of, of finality. Man, don't, don't walk us through that a bit.
11: Yeah, well, I think, you know, it it brings to mind the, the last point that Pastor Ken mentioned about death and just like, man, and, and if you even walk through the whole book of Ecclesiastes, it talks about how that we should live as if this is true which it is Absolutely. Yeah. death is appointed to us all and so god teaches to number our days yeah. you know and to live with purpose and to to see the beauty within the moment that you have right now not the moment that is coming tomorrow or right. the next week to live in the beauty of now with god you know in uh to hold on to his promises and see yeah. that coming
13: Absolutely. I also think, like, in the presence of my enemies, thinking it's right in the middle of my fear, my insecurities, my worries. And I got a card in the mail from my mom, and um, it was about a certain situation. And she just said one sentence. It says, Irene, I'm happy to see you step out and be free. And she's like, and loving Jesus because that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Loving Jesus. It made it so simple. And I right. just felt all this, like, weight off of me that whatever I'm not getting right, if I can just try to focus on this, Yeah, coming. Yeah.
14: Well, our God is a God of victory. He's always one step ahead of us. Yeah. He he always yeah. he goes before us. So he no. prepares a he prepares a ways like like a you know like a GPS a yeah. Google yeah. map. But
13: he doesn't get lost. No, <laughs> he, he knows doesn't. the ones that <laughs> are not on there. Yes. No, he
14: doesn't. As as we continue yeah. to like stay focused on him, uh, through his word, he will get us to that celebration, to that victory party.
5: Yeah, and, it, and it's going to be more than enough. Amen, that, yeah. that idea yeah. that God's more than enough. You know, growing up, my dad used to always tell me during parties, son, it's better to have more than enough yeah, than man. not enough. Yeah, right? So, yeah. I mean, to have that perspective, when you don't have to worry, you can start to worship and celebrate those yeah, moments man. rather than worry in those moments. Vaughn. Absolutely. Yeah, having a Korean mom, dude, when <laughs> she cooked... It was like she had enough fried
11: chicken for, like, the whole community, right? Yes. But that's, that's goodness, man. Yeah, that's right. Goodness that's and mercy. We're following. Yeah.
14: Start More practicing your dad's move.
12: <laughs> yes,
13: like where weddings are, in a Hispanic-Mexican wedding, yeah. our whole neighborhood's invited. There's no list. Is If you know somebody who knows somebody, you're invited.
11: Right. And he, Even Jesus' first miracle, right, was turning water into wine to make sure the party didn't stop. You know, you know,
5: come and, on. And and if you're not leaving without food in your hand, like if yeah, you're not taking home food, you right. didn't have enough. You didn't go to a party. <laughs> that's right. You didn't go to no party. That's man. right. He
14: that's is good. the God of overflow. Yeah. Hallelujah. Everything that's right. he does is more than enough. Yeah. Overflow.
11: And speaking of overflow,
5: well, you know what? We've got time called the after wrap yeah. that we want to get plugged in with you. Stay plugged in. Keep plugging in. keep pouring out. Um, so we'd love to have you at 1:15 Pacific time. Let's flow in the overflow.
11: Yeah, you never know who's going to stop by on the after wrap. So we're going to have special guests, and it's going to be a lot of fun. There's um, it, a lot of fun. So please stop by the after wrap. Absolutely.
13: And our scripture that we're taking from Pastor Ken's message today is Philippians six. It says, Be confident in this, that he who began a good work in you will be faithful to bring it to completion according to his great power that is at work within you, within me, within our family, within our situation. That is at work today. So hold on to that scripture today.
11: Yeah. Amen. Amen. And we just Amen. we come together as a crew to just declare that over your home, Hallelujah. your family. Lord, uh, Lord, I pray that you would bless every home. God, with the confidence and the courage of Jesus Christ, may it fill their homes, may it overflow in their family, may it overflow in their dreams and in their careers and in their business and in their callings, God. I pray, Lord, that that which you have begun, you are faithful to complete. We love you, we bless you, and we shout your praise. And in Jesus' name, all of God's people said, amen. That's it, it's a wrap. Boom.
4: I can do anything,
12: I can do all things, cause it's you